Hi, I'm Brandy. And I'm Angelina. And welcome to Talk 40 to Me. We're having all the candid conversations you'd have with your bestie. Join us as we unpack life in our 40s and all the questions that led up to this next chapter. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Talk 40 to Me. This is Brandy. And this is Angelina. And we are so happy to have our next guest today. Angelina will say a little intro about this amazing woman that we are excited to speak with. I love having all these like powerhouse women on the show. Can I just say that for a second? I just love it. So I want to introduce all of you to Jody Evans. Jody and I met through my sister-in-law. She had been her trainer for some time and her story. And her, it's just, it's unbelievable. Let me just tell you. So she went from being wheelchair bound to being a personal trainer. Jody had a truck literally run over her and park on top of her legs. And as a result of that, she was in a wheelchair for nearly a year. God really was preparing her for a new beginning, she said, and she lost 85 pounds. She became a certified personal trainer. Now she's a cookbook author. She inspires people every day through her story, devotionals. It's a devotional cookbook, by the way, and virtual workouts. And so we want to hear more. Welcome to Talk 40 to Me, Jody. Thank you. Thank you for such kind words. <laughs> I mean, we could say so much more, but... You know, we wanted to like leave that to you, but thank you for taking the time to talk with us today and share your story. Thank you for having me. So Jody, would you like to share a little bit more about your background and what led you to the space that you are in? Yeah. So I often get asked, you know, what got you into fitness? And automatically I'm like, well, I had a truck run over me <laughs> and park on top of my legs. And they're just kind of like, oh, uh, oh, wow. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. And then it just kind of opens up to me sharing my story. Ultimately, you know, I feel like that's the purpose of living in Christ is telling your story. You know, that's what he wants all of us to do. So it's kind of hard for me not to tell my story when someone asked me how you got into fitness. So no, I was never really fit before. I, I wasn't, you know, big into fitness. Um, I mean, I played softball when I was younger, but I wasn't, you know, very fit. I just loved playing softball. I was walking across the parking lot one day and a truck hit me from behind. He knocked me over and drove up onto my legs and parked. He did not realize he hit me. He didn't realize he was parked on top of me. And I literally had to turn around and beat on his truck, screaming, get off me, get off me. And then he backed back over me. Wait, I can't believe you were even still conscious to, mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah. Wow. I have no words. Like there's a heaviness in my chest right now hearing this. Needless to say, after that accident, it was a very long journey. I went down a really dark path. You know, I was I was having to take pain medicine every day because I had third and second degree burns on my leg from the asphalt. And so I was having to go to wound care, you know, a burn unit. That's pretty much the wounds I had on my legs. So I had to, you know, go through an extensive treatment plan for those wounds on my legs. And then after one leg was healed, I had to have surgery on my other leg 
on my kneecap because it shattered my kneecap. I had to have part of my kneecap removed. And I was, you know, in a wheelchair for almost a year. Wow. And so what you you had the, the shattered kneecap on one and then just extensive wounds from the burns on the other. Mm-hmm. I just don't even... The first thing that came to my mind is how do you how do you come to a place of acceptance and forgiveness for that person? Mm, yeah, that did that took a while. <laughs> that took some time for sure. But I mean, just like anybody in life, you know, nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes. We all have to have grace given to us. So we have to be willing to extend the same amount of grace to others. So that's what I did. I just extended grace and forgave him. I can only imagine the road to recovery. I know we'll get into what you do for a living now and your fitness journey, but to even get you to that place with being in a wheelchair for a year. And I just think about people who have joint issues, who have a hard time working out, much less turning that into a career. Can you share a little bit more about your journey to getting from being wheelchair bound to what kind of rehabilitation you had to go through? Obviously, I had to go through physical therapy. That was kind of like my window into fitness. And I learned just little things to do as far as strengthening my muscles with resistance bands. Like that's one thing that I'm big about like I advocate for my clients is working out with resistance bands, especially if you come from injuries because it's they're very user friendly and they're not harsh on your joints. So you can really strengthen a lot of muscles with resistance bands. So I started out first, I went from a wheelchair to walking on a cane. I walked with a cane. I had a hot pink cane for, for a while. I don't really have a time frame on that. It it was a, a it was a long time. I know I walked with it for a while. But my first ever workout, quote unquote, was walking from one end of my house to the other holding canned vegetables in my hand. That was a workout for me. And, you know, once I could make it two or three times without sitting down, I would, you know, start making it a goal do it for 10 minutes without sitting down. And, and then finally I went outside and went to my road and I started walking on my road and, you know, I just gradually increased it, you know, try to make it a mile, try to walk a whole mile without stopping. And once I got there, I started two miles, three miles. And then eventually I got an elliptical. I started using my elliptical to strengthen my muscles. And then I started challenging myself to jog. So I would kind of jog intervals. I would walk, jog, walk, jog. And then I set a goal for myself to run a 5k. That was a huge goal for me. I had been told by all these doctors that I would never run again. So I'm like, I am not accepting that. I'm going to run this 5k. So I did. I ran a 5k. And then after the 5k, I ran a half marathon. And then after a half marathon, I ran a full marathon. I ran 26.2 miles straight without stopping. That was my, okay, what now? (laughs) What can I do now? (laughs) So I had to just 
prove to myself and to everybody that, you know, doctors will tell you, they'll set all these limitations on you and you just have to lean on God and trust God and allow him to tell you what you can and can't do and allow him to give you strength to do that. So do you think it was mainly fueled by you being told like, you're not going to run again. This is, this is not going to happen because it's not like you were running before. Right. So what is it that really propelled you to say, okay, no, I'm going to do this. It's just your personality. Just them telling me that I couldn't, or I would never, you know, don't tell me I'll never be able to do something because that just, that pushes me even further. Or, you know, back when I was going through such a hard time and I was unhealthy, I was overweight and, you know, I had people just be mean and and call me fat and nasty and those things stick with you and you don't forget that. So my journey, I guess, just of finding myself turned into a passion of fitness. And then once I realized, you know, my story was so powerful, I just turned it into a business because I felt if I can do it, then anybody can do it. And if I can be the person to show somebody else that they can, or if I can be that one person to encourage, you know, somebody else to get up and to fight for themselves, then that's what I've got to do. I love that so much. I think sometimes we're, it's always hard and easier for someone who hasn't walked in someone else's shoes. But I, I do believe sometimes that we are put in positions to help inspire other people to get out of, you know, to kind of rise up from where they may be or where they were to show that your trials and struggles, how you've been able to overcome them. So I think it's it's so courageous to talk about your story, but also show how uplifting it is on how you wanna help people. And there's so many different avenues that you are taking with that. So tell us a little bit more about about your business and the different things that you're doing. So we've talked about fitness and we'd love to learn more about that. I also understand that you have a devotional cookbook. So can you share a little bit more about some of the different tiers of programs and products you've created since then? Yeah, absolutely. Initially, I was just doing personal training and I would travel to people's homes and train them at their houses because a lot of times people are uncomfortable going to the gym So that was where everything kind of started. I also had a baby when I had started personal training too. So I brought my son with me to people's houses and I would work out people there. And that was kind of another platform that I would use to help encourage mothers to, you know, get fit or be healthy regardless of your circumstance because you know, I lost 85 pounds at home with dumbbells. So I try to encourage moms with little, you know, littles that, you know, you can accomplish your goals at home with your baby crawling around on the floor right beside you. You know, you don't have to think that that's 
limiting you or preventing you from reaching your goals. It's not easy, but it is possible. Yeah, initially I was just doing like one-on-one training. Then I started doing boot camps. I run boot camps during the summertime. And then this past year I started doing online fitness coaching. I have online clients where I just give them, you know, their workout plan on an app and they follow. It's, you know, me showing them how to do the workouts. And then it has, I give them meal guides and help them with nutrition and macros and all the things. And then, yeah, I wrote a cookbook. I wrote it, the devotions. I started writing them. Funny story. My husband and I were actually sharing a vehicle, so I was stranded at home (laughs) with a baby, (laughs) and I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to use this time to be productive, so I started writing a devotional. I wrote 40, symbolic of 40 days of fasting and praying, and I just wrote about all the struggles that I faced, you know, losing weight exercising, trying to eat healthy, you know, trying to stay motivated, overcoming adversity, overcoming negativity. All of those things are in the devotion. And then also wrote the cookbook. It started out as just me jotting down recipes that I was using to lose weight because, you know, people would always ask me, well, what do you eat? You know, What's healthy? Because there's so much controversy today as to what is healthy. So I just wrote down the recipes that I was using, and then it just started growing and growing, and then it became a cookbook. The Lord told me, don't just make it a cookbook. Don't just make it a devotional. Make it a devotional cookbook and inspire people to live healthy and eat healthy. And so that's how my devotional cookbook was born. And there's also a sense of gaining, like growing in your health from a faith perspective. Yes. So, you know, lean in on God to be your strength. I'm sure everybody has heard that scripture. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And and that's kind of the backbone of, of me starting that book is, you know, I didn't do any of any of the things that I did in my own strength and my own capacity. I, I couldn't have. It was through God, he gave me the strength to do all the things that I did. He's, he's guided me, you know, to do all the things that I've done, all the endeavors that I have entered into. He has been my driving force for sure. Cause I wouldn't, I wouldn't be brave enough to do it by myself. That's amazing. So for anyone that isn't local to your area, are they able to participate in your programs as well as how would they purchase your cookbook? Yeah, absolutely. So my online program is for anyone, anywhere. It's completely virtual and it's very user-friendly. So they would just reach out to me personally, you know, through any of my social media platforms and we would just get started that way. And my cookbook is available on Amazon. It's Faithfully Fit devotional cookbook and they can just purchase it through there or they can reach out to me personally and I can ship it to them. That's so great. And we'll put the links in our show notes as well. Awesome. And I have the Kindle version of it. Yeah. So you can get it on the Kindle. 
So we like to ask some of our listeners, you know, hey, we're having this type of guest on the show. What are some things that you would like to know from an expert in this field? And so we gathered some questions that I thought that you could help answer. And obviously our target audience is women. Brandy and I are clearly we're 40, um, but a lot of, a lot of it's moms. We're talking to moms. So if somebody had to start small, like what are some minor changes that we could do today that could help propel us forward with our health and fitness journeys? Number one, increase your water intake. That's so big. It is so important to drink more water than you drink anything else and to drink rule of thumb healthily. You want to drink at least 60 ounces of water a day. It's actually more, you know, 60 to 80 ounces of water a day is good because it purifies your body. It helps you release waste naturally. And when you do work out, you sweat more. And when you sweat more, that is fat coming out. I don't know if you've heard the term sweat is fat crying. I have not. (laughs) Is that why I don't sweat? Like, is that why maybe I have a really hard time sweating? Yes. You don't drink enough water. Oh, well, I know that for sure. I'm (laughs) trying, but I didn't realize that that might be why I'm not a big sweater. Interesting. Yes, absolutely. And I have clients that that come to me all the time saying that I'm not a sweater. I don't sweat. And, you know, after they're with me for a few weeks and I've gotten them to start drinking water, they're like, I have never sweat so much in my life. I'm like, yeah, you have to drink it so it can come out and then be active. So just start small with like a 20 to 30 minute walk two to three times a week. And it's getting to be nice out. So it's a good time to start walking. You have kids, you know, I had jogging strollers when my boys were little. So I would just strap them in the jogging stroller and we'd go for a jog or a walk and I would get my exercise while they were content. Learn how to substitute ingredients for healthier alternatives. So for instance, if you're a baker, you love baking, you can always swap out regular flour with oat flour. You can just throw oats in a food processor and it turns into oat flour. And so that's healthier. It's full of fiber. You know, it helps lower cholesterol. And that way you're nourishing your body while also eating something that you love. Another thing, you can get healthier butter. Like there's a smart balance butter or use extra virgin olive oil. Whenever you're like preparing your vegetables, you can substitute olive oil for butter. A lot of substitutions are are key, you know, because the little things add up to make a big impact. Brown rice, you can substitute brown rice for white. You can substitute whole grain pasta for regular pasta. You know, just learn how to prepare your favorite foods in a healthier way. Now, that being said, you mentioned having a jogging stroller. One of the questions was, one of our listeners has a baby under a year. And she had just said, I just don't know where to start. So you've had two kids, you've gained and lost the weight. What would your advice be for a, a mom that's just tired and overloaded? 
you're going to have to prioritize time for yourself. You're going to have to carve out at least 30 minutes a day for a workout, even if that's during your baby's nap time, because I had to do that. I would, my first baby, I had him on a nap schedule. So I knew like I would schedule my workouts, but my second son, he just kind of napped whenever, but as soon as he went, you know, to sleep, I already had my workout clothes on and I was ready. I had dumbbells and I would just do a workout in my living room or I would step out on my porch if it was nice and, you know, work out outside where I could still hear him if he woke up. So, yeah, you just have to prioritize that time for yourself. I know it's exhausting being a mother with littles. It is. But you will get your energy back and you'll feel so much better if you can make yourself exercise and start, you know, fueling your body with more nutritious foods and drinking more water to help detox your body and purify your body. And, you know, exercise is not only for physical health, but it's so good for your mental and emotional health, especially moms, because, you know, your hormones are running rampant after you have kids, before you have kids. I mean, our women are so hormonal and exercise helps your hormones kind of go back to, you know, that baseline over time. And it also, you know, exercise releases all those happy endorphins like dopamine, norepinephrine, serotonin, you know, all the happy endorphins. That's what exercise will give you. Even if it's just for that 30 minutes or that hour while you're doing it, it will still help sustain you, you know, throughout the long days and, and the rough long nights and, so over time, it will help you have a better mood, you know, a better emotional state, mental state, physical state. If you can just find three days a week to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm carving out that hour for myself to do this for myself so that I can feel better and be a better mother and a better wife. And because you cannot pour from an empty cup and you cannot feel guilty for taking that time for yourself. I know. I agree with that. I feel so much better when I work out on a regular basis. Yeah. I started, which I am not a morning person. My husband is, he's like squatting while he's brushing his teeth and he's all of happy. Good morning. You know, that's not me. Don't talk to me. Right. But I realized that the only time that I could for sure get it in was first thing in the morning. So I forced myself out of bed at 545 to work out before the kids go to school because that's the only way I'll get it in. And now I get that done five days a week. I'm getting it in and it's, I feel so much better. You started doing that after your visit up here, right? When I got the Peloton. Yeah. Yep. When, when you turned me into one of those Peloton people. If I'm going to work out, it's going to be first thing in the morning. Same. If it's not, it's going to be really hard for me to do it. I mean, unless I have an appointment at the gym, mm -hmm. then I'm committed to go during lunch. But yeah, if it's a late night though, then I'm not getting up. And then I'm, <laughs> I need to get, I need to get back into a routine. And I think that that's the hard part for so many of us is that, you know, you get in a really good groove and then something happens to disrupt that groove and to get back on track is so difficult. And you just got to kind of have some level of mental strength to do it. Yeah. Self-discipline for sure. 
people ask all the time, how do you stay so motivated? And I'm like, I don't, I'm really not motivated. I'm just self-disciplined. It's kind of like, I'm like a robot now, you know, it's just my life. It's not a choice. I don't choose to work out or eat healthy or drink water. It's just, it's just my life now. And it, it got that way over time of, you know, having self-discipline, making a routine, sticking to the routine. When I do have setbacks, get back on routine as quickly as possible. You know, you have to make yourself at first because it's not just going to be easy. And if it was easy, then everybody would do it. You know what else I think is really hard and part of the reason why it's so hard for me to work out after the kids are up is there is a level of guilt and demotivation that one, I don't, I don't like to talk when I'm working out and my kids are coming in, they're asking me questions or they've literally said so many times, like, I'm just going to sit here and then they watch me and it makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> and, and I just want to give them that time. And, and I've told my husband this, I'm, I've said, you know, I wake up early because I know that it's the time that I have that I'm not taking away from anyone else. And then once they're up, that's their time, like the time that I need to give them. And then when they're at school, that's my time to work. It's hard to release some of that guilt for that, for that time for me. And I think so many people struggle with that, especially as your kids get older, because they're more aware. And then, then there's the opposite effect of, well, your kids see you working out and they see the work that you're putting into it. So there is a level of education and inspiration that you are offering them. So I think for anyone out there that is experiencing those same emotions, they're not alone. And, and it's, you know, finding the balance that works for them and their family, and then also releasing some of that guilt too. I think it just comes with the territory, that mom guilt, you know? Absolutely. We, we all have mom guilt no matter what we're doing right or wrong i feel like so yeah and i'm absolutely on the the side of you know you're you're showing your children healthy lifestyles you know working out and that that's something you'll instill in them for the rest of their life you know my mom worked out with me or my mom worked out in front of me or you know you can try to get them to work out with you get them some dumbbells and show them, you know, a little workout to do beside you, make it a, a family thing. So y'all can bond and do it together while you're also getting to do, you know, what you need to do for yourself. Even still, if you can't get them to do it with you, you just have to know that, like I said earlier, you cannot pour from an empty cup. And if you need that time for yourself, for your mental health and your physical health, then you know, you shouldn't feel guilty. It's only what, 30 minutes, 30, 45 minutes really that you're, you're taking for yourself because the rest of your day is for everyone else. So you can't feel guilty about that. You give so much of yourself away. You got to be able to, to give something to yourself. Definitely. And you'll, you'll understand this is I'll get a little deep here for a second, but Brandy knows this, but my dad was in a wheelchair. He had muscular dystrophy. So that was grew up seeing that and knowing that he had a life before his muscular dystrophy got to the point that he was wheelchair bound. So I guess I have this like extra level of appreciation for the ability to get up in the morning, you know, and put your own two feet on the ground. And I'm sure you 
really get this. So when I get up in the morning, I look at it like I get to move my body. I don't have to. I get to do this. Like God woke me up today and I can actually like walk on my own two feet and go work out. And that's like, that's the motivation for me every day is I have the ability to do it. So I'm going to do it. I love that. I'm sorry you had to go through that, but it definitely gives you a better perspective of your Mm -hmm. and your abilities. I talk about, you know, I say that word a lot. Be thankful for your ability to be able to to do because there's somebody sitting there wishing and praying that they could do what you're doing. Such a great point. I love that. Um, So we have a segment called, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I like the way Brandy said it. So this is when you call your friend and say, hey girl, let me tell you something. And just, it could be anything. It could be something relevant to the topic today. It could be something that you discovered, something you're super into, but this is really just a round robin on something new in your life. And as our guest, we would love to ask you if you have a, let me tell you something for us and our audience. Ooh, I don't know. Not off the top of my head. I might have to think on that for a second. Angel, do you want to go first? I do have one. You always have, Angelina always has good ones. (laughs) Well, this is just relevant to what's happening in my life right now. I completed a 10 day detox yesterday. I am very proud of myself. Yep. So I did it with Clean Creations. Barbara Blank was one of our guests on a previous episode. The idea is to detox your body from heavy metals. I really did it because post-Christmas and Mardi Gras, I fell off my healthy eating wagon. It was way too much king cake, way too much drinks and bread and all that stuff I needed to cleanse. So I gave up caffeine, dairy, gluten. What else did I do? Anything processed. And then at one point it was like the only carbs I was getting like fruit. So no pasta, no rice for a few days either. And it was a lot of fish, like mostly pescatarian. But um, today, like I could have had caffeine and I didn't. I didn't feel like I needed it. Look at you. That's amazing. I know, right? I'm like, oh, like, how am I even awake and happy? I feel so much better. Man. It was hard. I'm not going to lie. It was hard. By like day four, I was like, oh, screw this. I'm done. But I kept going. I did a Daniel fast one year. Do you know what a Daniel fast is? Mm-mm. So it's biblical. It's, you know, spiritual fast and also, you know, food. So you can only have like what is of the earth, like Mm -hmm. seeds and grains, fruits, vegetables, no meat, no dairy, nothing processed. So it's just vegetables, fruits, grains, seeds for 21 days. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that was hard I come up with some crazy recipes let me tell you but it was it was an experience for sure what about you Brandy I'm actually doing a Tony Robbins program literally as we speak there's one happening right now um, and I stepped away for our interview I'm just really curious about the whole Tony Robbins process. You hear a lot of people speak very highly about it and how it's been life changing. And therefore I'm, I'm trying the unleash the power within, which, um, 
there's a virtual event and it's much more affordable than the in-person one, but it really requires you to dive deep down into the inner workings of your soul and the way you operate to help you uncover, or at least my interpretation of this is uncover, you know, what your potential is, regardless of what it is that you are seeking, whether it's relationships, health, mental health, career, life. And so there's a lot of workshops and exercises and things like that, that you do. So that's what I'm doing. And, and it's been really inspiring and motivating. And you, you start to learn a lot about yourself. Um, we've only been doing it for a few hours today. And you really kind of see where your pitfalls are. It's been good. I'm excited to see at the end. We'll see. But I wish I was in the same cities. I could come with you. I really wish you were too. There's a lot of people who brought groups together and they're all doing it with friends or groups or their families. And I love that because I think you can get energy from each other and really uplift, you know, the other person that's in the room with you mm -hmm. if they kind of get into the hype as well. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, the next one is rapid fire. So this is our opportunity to get to know you. So these questions are just for you and it shouldn't be anything you have to think on. We just get to know Jody a little bit better. So it's time for rapid fire and we make our own sound effects. It's kind of like, I love your air horn. <laughs> I learned from the best Angelina. I did, I did that one day, didn't I? It was like, wah, wah. I don't know how I did it. Um, our first question for you, Jody, is what is your go-to, not necessarily guilty pleasure or something that you have to do every single day? This happens without fail every day for you. I eat something sweet. I have to have sweets after supper every night. Do you prefer chocolate? It doesn't have to be chocolate. I'm really on a cookie butter kick right now. So <laughs> it's been these cookie butter cheesecakes that I've been making. Or if you've seen that um, that healthy chocolate chip cookie dough that I make, I've been mm -hmm. eating that every morning for breakfast. You did that <laughs> with chickpeas, right? Yes, it's chickpeas and protein powder. I mean, it's healthy-ish. I mean, it's it's healthy, but it's really not a breakfast food. But I've been eating that every day for breakfast for probably two months. <laughs> that sounds delicious. <laughs> If you could live anywhere for a year besides where you live now, where would you go and why? Oh, gosh. I've always said I want to go to Italy just because it's beautiful. I love the food. I love, like, Italian food. It just looks beautiful and intriguing there. And I would love to, like, learn how they cook and, you know, all the things. I can attest. It is amazing. We did a month there last summer. Yeah. I saw that. It's phenomenal. But yeah, highly recommend to anyone who can ever, if you can go. What is your favorite way to spend a day off? If you could structure it any way you want. Get a massage. Get many pedis. I hardly ever get pedicures, but when I, it's needed, you know, <laughs> especially it's, it's about to be that season. So I'm going to have to do that. Just like lay on the couch and watch movies. I love to do that I hardly ever get to so yeah if I could just do nothing lay on the couch and watch movies all day I would do that I love watching movies too it's one of my favorite things 
if you could give advice to your younger self, what is one thing that you would tell your younger self? Hmm. Just don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. Keep fighting for yourself. I think that's important because even though it's a very simple statement, especially as we become mothers, we focus so much on other people. And like you said, you can't pour from an empty cup. So you have to give to yourself before you can give to other people. And it's just something that people don't really tell you when you're young. Like these are the things you're going to have to do as you age and you become a mom and all, you know, life happens. Jody, this has been such a uplifting conversation and we thoroughly appreciate your time talking with us today. So if you guys want to follow Jody and you should, which by the way, sidebar, I did your slaughter core workout this morning. I think my abs are going to really hurt tomorrow. It was hard. <laughs> it was good, but it was hard. So follow her on Instagram for tips like that. You can find Jody at Jody Evans Fit and then Jody Evans on Facebook. And everything mentioned today is in our show notes and linked on our website. And her Amazon book is available on Amazon. Remind me of the title. Faithfully Fit. Faithfully Fit devotional cookbook linked in our show notes on Amazon. So be sure to pick that up when you have time. And thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Thank y'all. Thank you, Jody. Bye, guys. Bye. Cheers. Thank you all so much for listening in. And as a member of our community, we want to hear from you. Follow us on social at Talk Forward to Me podcast and share your feedback on today's topic. How is the conversation relevant in your life? And is there a topic you'd love to hear us discuss? On that note, cheers to aging gracefully, living life to the fullest, and enjoying another day with your besties in life.